is Wheel, Kipper, and Board on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Here we go. Our last off-the-rails Friday of the season. This is it. The last YouTube show of the season, too. Nick Kiprios, Justin Bourne, Derek Brandeo. Frank the Tank for our final YouTube we got a Frank he, sighting back there? He got a look today. The oh. tats are awesome. Suns out, guns out. Guns and tattoos yeah, man. galore on <laughs> the real Kipper and Show. What is this, the U.S.? Guns and tats everywhere. Where is, uh, where is our Sammy cam now when we need it? We need a Frank cam. It's smoky in Toronto because of those guns. <laughs> <laughs> Let them know. All right. Once again, we are jam-packed in our hour. We are, actually. Doug McLean will throw in his Friday cameo. I don't know where he is. It's Carmen San Diego every I, week. I have no idea either, but yeah. texted him this morning. He said, yep. As long so. as he's willing to be on, we'll find out. A big thank on. you to our YouTube followers throughout yeah. the whole year. There's some times when I've looked on my screen and I've seen thousands of followers, and I'm like, that must be a typo because I don't believe people you. have better things to do than watch our show on a computer screen. I guess not, pal. There's no. lots of lots of interest in these maplers. Really? We're just uh, another way to get that in. Okay. Info. Well, and we I thank think... all of them. And Sammy will give a couple of shout-outs, I think, along the way. Yeah, I'll do my best. And, they, right. and If I... you're nice to me, if you say something nice about me in the chat, I'll give you a shout-out. Do they I... dump on you, Sammy, a Sometimes. lot? Sometimes. They get after me pretty good, yeah. And I got to tell you, you know, it's not, you know, next year. Like, all this clamoring for a Sam cam, I got to say the future's looking pretty bright. Oh, well, you know something? Well, I just think the potential's there. That you know, an agreement could be reached. That potentially a camera could be placed. <laughs> you know, I don't know. The interest is there. Yeah, they got one of those, uh, one of those old news cameras that's lying around from City TV. Oh no, those are to... too expensive. You got to get like a, a smartphone. And, uh, they got a tripod for an iPhone. A tripod. Uh, <laughs> get those real cheap on uh, Amazon for an Android, actually. Okay, uh, where do you want to go here? Because there is a ton of news out there, including some buyouts, guys, um, some big names, prominent names, yep. head-scratching buyouts. Uh, there's Willie Nylander conversations going on. I think Frank Cervelli, we've got a clip on him on Willie. You guys want to start there before we go to the buyouts? Yeah, yes. I also wrote about that today. Not sure if it's live yet, but I have things to say on Willie. Perfect. Yeah. Okay, let's start with Willie Nylander and Frank Cervelli. I would say with each passing day, it, the trade possibility and likelihood continues to go up. I don't know so, what percentage points or whatever it is, but... yeah. I, I I don't see it lingering forever. So to not radio our good friend Frank, right? He said he was asked by JD Bunkus on the JD Bunkus podcast about you know if if he doesn't sign, like how long will it be? How long will they wait on a potential trade? And that was sort of the way he led into that, and that was his answer, saying that with every passing day, and it's just terrifying. I, just, I don't want this to happen. I, I hate that we're here, but it, it's starting to feel a little bit more likely. You read in the you lead in the Athletic today, Jonas Siegel, like the smoke is billowing out of Frank's guns here. <laughs> <laughs> they say where there's smoke, there's fire. There's smoke. Okay, uh, I've been known to make a phone call every once in a while before the show starts. I've seen that, and I did talk to one I team. I uh, heard a few things. Uh, I talked to one team. That said, as far as they were concerned, the Leafs are not taking calls on 
Willie Nylander. <laughs> so that tells me one of two things, that Brad Living isn't taking calls on Willie Nylander or this particular team is on the, the 10 only, team list. <laughs> maybe one of the few that, uh, yeah. that aren't involved on it. Yeah. But in saying that there's no question in my mind, or I think in anyone else's that they want this guy signed, yeah. sealed and delivered for the next five Seven, eight years. You know, I, I would say there's no incentive to talk to teams, assuming they're comfortable letting the 10-team no-trade kick in, which I assume they are. You know, there's no rush here, so they can work out with Willie, find out what they want, have their back and forth, and if they need to go to teams at that point, I think they can. You know, I, the one thing that stands out to me is, like, you know, the article that uh, from Jonas there talked about how far they are apart. The athletic you're talking the about? Ath- the athletic, okay. yeah. About how, how far they are apart. You know, what What really strikes me more than anything is the idea that it's like, all right, Willie's going to cost this. The cap is going to go up. You're going to have to pay him this. I would love to see a short-term deal for William Nylander. Like, if I'm the Leafs, I would push for that. I would push for the opportunity to pay him a little less, still allow him to get another big payday. Like, the Leafs' window yeah. here with Matthews, Marner, Nylander, Primes is the next three years. Yeah, that just makes no sense if you're Lewis Gross. You, I, you're, you're just strictly seeing it one-sided. For the Leafs. I disagree. It's a chance for Willie before he's 30 to say, now I want my eight-year deal. I but to, I disagree too. Yeah, because no, no, now no. he's he's at his he, his value at its highest it's ever he, been. He's right trying to sign moment. a contract uh, in the vicinity of of 70 to 80 million dollars. Yeah. Like anybody else, you run the risk. And I think again, uh, Landis Cog, career ending injury. Yep. It, it's just there are no guarantees. Get your money when you can. And lucky for him, he did. Landis Cog did max out, I think, mm-hmm. after their Stanley Cup. But so, Willie won't t- want to take that chance, and neither will Lewis Gross want his client to take that chance. So let me ask you this then. Why do we not apply that exact logic to Austin Matthews? That why would he want to take the risk of Landis Cogging, or why would he want to sign yeah. a two-, three-year deal it, you know, how is it different? Yeah. Um, again, Austin's going to sign a lesser deal, and he will still be the highest paid guy in the league. Mm-hmm. It's apples to oranges. They don't apply the same because they will tell Willie, if you don't fall into our slot, you will not sign here. We cannot go anywhere else. It's a different it's a different uh, negotiation and with Matthews, from say, Matthews. If you don't fall into our slot, yeah, we'll, we'll have make to, it bigger. <laughs> we'll have, we, we, we might have to make it bigger. And they will not do that for, yeah. uh, for both players. Yeah. You, you know, can I, only do that with one franchise type of player, and the Leafs made it abundantly clear it's Matthews. It's, not, I, it's not Willie. Can I tell you what scares me a little bit if you trade Nylander and you're going to love this? Everything. A lot of it. How much leverage you hand Mitch Marner? Immediately. If you turn around and trade Willie going into this season and break up that core, yeah. you want to spend some money on a D-man or whatever, all of a sudden next summer, Mitch Marner goes, uh, yeah, you can't also lose me. I play the most. I get 100 points. I'm a Selkie nominee. I could be maybe arguably more valuable than 34 to you. I mean, you could, whatever case right? you would, Sure. And at that point, you lose the ability to say, well, we can't afford to lose 
right now it's like, you know, we're talking about they want to break, you know, break up the core four. You consider trading Mitch. Part of that is that you have a right winger and Willie who scores 40 and gets 80, 90 points. If you don't have Willie, all of a sudden, if you're Marner, it's like, okay, pay me again, boys. You know, and that that to me is a tough spot for the Leafs. Yeah, and Marner already won that last time when everybody said that uh, he should be an $8 million player. He argued, based on his production, that he should be a hell of a lot closer to Matthews than the eight or the seven five they first started negotiating, and they he he made them realize it meant ten nine. It's his greatest win as a professional. No argument. And <laughs> he he he'll win that one again if the Leafs want to resign him, or yeah. he goes and becomes the highest paid player on another team. Yeah, and I think that's what should happen. But you can't not have Willie at that point. So, so if the Leafs do what's been rumored for seven summers now, and actually trade William Nylander, which is something that terrifies me to the depth of my soul. I yeah. hate the idea of trading him. But what should they be looking to get back in that trade? Because it's not, you're not a rebuilding team here. It's a kind of a unique spot yeah. where well, the team again, is right smack dab in the you, middle of its you, competitive window. Don't think so much about a physical trade where Nylander leaves and a, a player comes back. You got to think of it as slots. So you're not slotting a physical player back you're for saying Nylander. Seven million is what you're. You're, you're you're opening up a chance to get somebody that can maybe be worth seven or seven and a half million dollars as a defenseman. So even if you traded Nylander for say two first rounders and a top prospect, hey. you open up the salary slot to yeah. go get a defenseman. No, sure, no but Willie's a guy with value. You can get a, you, a human back. You got to get a player back. You're going to lose 40 You just buy goals. a contract. You just buy a contract. That's it's the money. Yeah, I know. Okay, but, you know, the, the idea that constantly is in my mind comes up a lot is Brett Pesci from Carolina. Yeah. You know, he's a guy who needs a new contract too, I think. Yeah. And probably about what Willie's been making okay, would so, be the number. Okay, so... Trade Willie for uh, first rounders and prospects, and then sign him. When, wait till he's a UFA. Wait till the the following year, or or like this summer. Could they trade Willie for Pesci? What, what is Pesci? Pesci's uh, a one year away from unrestricted free agency, right? He is. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Sam, you may be able to beat me on this. I'm but... uh, currently googling as hard as I can. Google it hard. Would All you right. want Pesci or Orlov? Pesci has one year left at 4.025. So okay. basically $4 million. He's right. 28 years old. Um, I'd sooner want a defenseman right away if you were to trade yeah. Nylander this summer. Yeah. But say say you decide it's Orlov and you go sign him to mm-hmm. a, a deal for, I don't know, seven times five. Yeah. Then you trade Nylander for two or three first rounders. That's not a. Yeah, you don't want, good. No, it's great. I mean, it doesn't I, work but, for you. I don't are those, mind it. Are those picks going to score forty goals for you for a team that well, already scored? No, I'm going to tell you what it's going to do, Sammy. It's going to go into next March with a lot more bullets in your gun yeah. to go get somebody if you wanted somebody. Okay, so so do another, you understand. So it's another, currency. Another year after they crash out of the playoffs because they can't score enough goals. 
Well, unless you spend those first at the deadline, as he's talking about, to turn that into something, yeah. some offense. Yeah. And the team, like, they stop like scoring. You, 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 they stop scoring in the second with round. him here. I, no, but he scored. He was the only, literally the only member of the core four that scored in the second round. And I'm not just convinced that, uh, you know, they, they didn't advance in the playoffs because he didn't have enough scoring. Okay. Yeah, that's become a public. It's gone. They they get better on the blue line. Get you know more. Uh, get goaltending that you can count on. You know, I mean. Here's the thing. Get Kip. tougher. They they get bigger. They mm. scored two goals in the last seven games of playoffs. The last two against Tampa, and then all five against Florida. Two goals. They they topped out at. They finished ninth in the regular season in goals for. And that's so that sounds okay, but there's 16 playoff teams. So ninth out of 16, you're suddenly one of the lesser offensive teams in the playoffs. Like there's no doubt to me you're going to lose bunting. You do need some offense here. And I agree that their decor needs something. They need to get better. They have to add there. It ain't good enough. But you also need offense. If you lose holes, if man. you lose Willie, so your three offensive players that you'll have will be obviously Matthews, Tavares, and Marner, okay? And we talk about the nice. Bur- sure. <laughs> okay. We talk about the burden that's been put on those guys over the past few years in terms of minutes, in terms of everything, and them burning out towards the playoffs. So you're going to take away one of the four guys that contributes to the, and then wh- how are you going to replace that offense? You have to trade them for offense. You just do, Sammy. You just uh, do. Okay, which brings us to our next and you're worse. conversation here because it, it does tie into what yeah, yeah. the Leafs could do if they move Willie Nylander and uh, an abundance of uh, buyouts yep. coming down the, the pike. I mean, Blake Wheeler, we knew that was coming. Uh, the players had talked about it about a week and a half ago on an internal uh, uh, text chain that they the knew. The Jets players. Yeah, the Jets players that uh, Blake Wheeler was going to get bought out. Uh the one that's kind of surprising, a little per- perplexing, is the Matt Duchesne uh, in Nashville. Yeah. What did he have left? So, Two? No, I think he had f- three years three? left. Four? Oh, my gosh. His is a big ticket. His he's, is a really big he's, ticket. He's an $8 million uh, AAV, was he, he not? He was, but Kip, even with this buyout, Next year, uh, they'll take a $1.5 million cap hit for him. After that, $5.5 million. After that, $6.5 million to have him not play for you in three years. And then it's $1.5 million for five more years after that. So it must be four left. Unbelievable. Yes. I mean, that's telling to me. Okay. So that's not pretty telling? Let me just ask you then. Three players off the top of my head right now that could help the Leafs replace some of those goals. Matt Duchesne at a fraction of the cost. Okay. Um, Blake Wheeler at a fraction of the cost. (laughs) Interested. Or Max Pacioretty at a fraction of the cost. None of those really get me that excited. So, Matt Duchesne. I'm talking about players that could cost the Leafs as little as two, three two, million, two yeah. and a half million dollars. Yeah. So I'm asking, should I prepare for life without Willie Nylander here? I don't think so. I'm I'm, I'm not convinced anything's going to happen anytime soon, based on a couple of calls that I made. I think he'll okay. sign in like September. I don't know anything. Kip knows stuff. I just say no. words, but I just don't think that uh, there's any p- real true pressure points here. And you know, the other thing too is I'm not 
I don't want to change the subject on yep. on a possibility of of cheaper goal scoring on for the Leafs if Willie leaves. Let's go back to that then. But there is this jam in the system, guys, that is just bringing things to a screeching halt right now. That there is no room. Everybody's pressed. Mm-hmm. There are no dollars out there, and everyone's fighting for every square inch, yeah. and. The players now, there's there's now more pushing into free agency. I don't know what the number will be tomorrow. Maybe 100, 150 NHL free agents. And no one's going to clamor to go sign them all. No one has any money. Nobody has any money. What a massive advantage to have cap space like, right now. If you're Chicago, Detroit, Arizona, like the ability to do things for other teams, you could... Yes. Pull in a haul of assets doing favors. And and it's happening. Yeah. But it takes time. And, I, you know, I know we've got our free agency shows tomorrow. This one may be the toughest one of them all mm-hmm. because uh, do we expect Orloff to sign tomorrow? I still think the Probably. top guys get dollars, well, can, right? Can you name me some top guys? Because Orlov and... Um, <laughs> Uh, uh, Bear, Klingberg. Give me some top names. Yeah, I mean, among D, there's a couple big boys. There's Dumba. May- Mayfield. And people racing. Dumba. Mayfield's going to resign with the Islanders because they, they they moved out Josh Bailey's money to sign Mayfield. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, I guess Susie's available. No, it's not. It's not a murder Israel. No, no. Your point people, is well are you racing here. for Tyler Bertuzzi tomorrow? I mean, On the I, Leafs. I am. I'm hot. Yes, I, that's that, my number one and, Leafs and, want. And, and, and overpay. What are you paying for him? I don't know. What do you think? Five, four times five. Oh, four yeah. times five. Uh, maybe. You want goals? But you want toughness? They're scrambling. <laughs> they're not thinking Bertuzzi. They're scratching and looking for for change under the cushion. To try to take a run at Luke Shen. Luke Shen will Luke Shen, cost way, you at a minimum of $2 million. And depending on term, he may get more. No chance you go more than, what, two by two is still. Two by two. Listen, chance, go e- even next year, you're, you might be okay for $2 million for mm-hmm. Luke Shen. Two years from now, do you want to be locked into Luke Shen for two two million or two two? Mm-mm. I don't. Right. So, that the, the, there is there's a jam. Like I said, mm. the system is jammed right now. Yeah. So uh, Max Pacioretty, lot to prove. Wants to come back and show everybody he can score twenty five, thirty goals. And I have no doubt he can. His last season that he actually played some games, he had he played thirty nine games two years ago. He scored twenty times. And he, you like played uh, Wheeler as well. I think Wheeler cheap is interesting. She, here's why. I think he became such a, you know, Brad Tree Living was talking about how, for Keith, how your second job, it's such an opportunity, whatever. Wheeler being the captain and being the culture of the Jets, it's felt like for a long time to go somewhere else and not have to wear the C and to not have the salary pressure and not have to be the guy. I think you can get a lot of juice out of him. I still. T- tell you right now, he ain't coming to the Leafs. No, I he's, think he's going to the U.S. He's, he's going to be. Guy. He's, he's going to be feed up in Tampa. I can see them league minimum Tampa. Minimum. No, you know where I see him. So I'm going to give him Boston. Four. No, he's not yeah. going back there. He's going further south than that. He's Listen, going where they don't care I'll, about hockey. I'll tell you this about 
Dallas? Like Wheeler is that I, I think for him in the last few years, he, he needs a strong room. And that's why I don't think it'll be Toronto would be a good place for him because I don't think it's a very strong room. He needs to be picked up by a room? He He's Yes. Captain. Yes. No, no, no. He needs to see his biggest problem in Winnipeg is he thought he was the man. Yes. And he wasn't. And it had, yeah, I know, but it, it had a lot to do with the fact that, you know, it, it got really ugly for Patrick Laine there. Mm -hmm. And I think for him to enjoy his last few years, he doesn't have to be the guy that goes around the room and decides who gets a kick in the ass and who needs a pat in the back. For sure. You know, I, you know, I'd give Wheeler three times three. Sure. Oh, Sammy gave me a thumbs down on that. I didn't want it. Didn't want the contract. But uh, he just needs to go and play and be a, a good bottom six guy that can play the power play. He needs to be Corey Perry for the next oh, love, two or three years. I love that iteration of Wheeler's career. He could do it. He could turn that page. I don't know if he's smart as, as, as Corey Perry, though. Perry's a legend. Let's give him credit where it's due. All right, let's welcome him in for the last time to completely throw our show in the ditch. Doug McLean. So, How'd you like that intro? I've been told that before. I love it. I've been told it's my last show before. But I was told after my last show. <laughs> oh, really? Well, we're squeezing one more out. Be- I wish they would have told me before, and then I wouldn't have done the last show. <laughs> All right. So uh, we we got to start with, with the Leafs uh, and, and Brad Tree living and where he goes with his top two scores of Nylander and Matthews. And, you know, Mac, I was just talking about the system being a little jammed up right now. Uh, no dollars, tough scenario. Usually this time of year, there's there's winners and there are losers. Either, you know, it's it's set up well for the players or it's set up for the owners. This is the first time it felt feels like to me that there are two losers right now, the player and the team, because both of them seem to have handcuffs on them. Remember when we used to say that the middle guy is going to get squeezed out of the NHL. Middle guy is going to get squeezed out because of the salary cap. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden I'm watching the $8 million guys get bought out. Like it's candy at a, at a corner store. Like what? It's unbelievable. $8 million guys holding 50% of salary, buying out $8 million guys. It's mind boggling to me. So, Everybody's getting squeezed. Yeah, you're right. It's cap management. We've got all these geniuses that are the best cap managers in the league, which is really addition and subtraction. And all of a sudden, every team's in trouble with their cap. Seriously, <laughs> what is going on? I love it. I love the, the minimizing. All these guys are these cap gurus. It's like, gurus, you're a human abacus. <laughs> <laughs> you're just a oh, calculator. Yeah, guess what? You're a cap genius. Oh, you send a guy to the minors. Oh, wow, that's cap. That's cap genius. Yeah. Oh my God, it's hard on the. It's Easy hard knock. on the head. They're the it's stars hard. of the teams right now. And that's why every and and look where we are. Where we are. Just said it to start the show. Everybody's in trouble, and they're the they're the stars of the show. Which one? Oh my God. Which one surprises you most? Wheeler, uh, Yamamoto. Uh, Duchesne. Well, 
Yamamoto just catches me a little off guard. I, I know he had a tough year and, you know, young guy. I'm just – so obviously the deal was Stevie Y wanted the defenseman. So he had – Kenny made him take Yamamoto to get the defenseman. You know, that that's had, that's what the deal was, I guess. It, that, that's what it certainly looks like. And I'm surprised – Costin, Yamamoto yeah. no, was, Costin's the yeah, forward, Costin. right? Costing the forward, I meant. Yeah, yeah, that's who Kenny wanted. So, yes. he, so he takes Yamamoto to make it happen. So I, I'm just caught up there. Wasn't Yamamoto going to be the guy that was going to be Connor McDavid's winger a couple of years ago? What's happened to this kid? You know, what? what where's it gone wrong for a, a top young player that this is where his career is today? Doug, what do you is think it about? Cap? Is yeah. it overpaid? You know, that's what it is. He's overpaid. Yeah, expectations and too much money too soon. The um, What do you think about, so like Minnesota recently bought out Parisian Suter, and then they went on to have value for other teams the same way that Duchesne and Johansson are about to be bought out. What do you think about just getting these guys out of your dressing room if you know you're, you want to start over with these guys, just doing it, you know, before just instead of forcing it for a few years and kind of letting it all just play out? Well, you know what? It, 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 we knew it was coming in in Minnesota because it was it was an ongoing problem in the room with those, with those two guys running their dressing room. And when Garen went in, he made the decision. I, I'm coming in here as a GM, but before I take the job, this is what we have to do to make it right to to get back on track in Minnesota. And they paid a price for it with their with their dead money on their cap. It's it's hurt. It's cost them. But they've made the move. I, I, look, Duchesne, look, it, it's pretty bizarre. David Poyle gets a standing ovation, and he's had a great career. David Poyle had a great career. And yet his two latest biggest signings, other than Forsberg, were Duchesne and Johansson. And they're both guys that are being bought out the first day Trotz is on the job because they were horrendous contracts and horrendous deals. And we said it when it happened, Nick. Remember talking about those deals when they happened? What is going on here? Mm-hmm. So, you know, you get in trouble with the cap because you sign, and it's pressure to make the decision to sign them, but you get caught with bad deals. And don't think the Leafs aren't moving into that territory right now if they're not real careful. They've already got it with Tavares, and they better be careful with the next signing because they're going to be in the same boat. We're talking to Doug McLean, former president and general manager, National Hockey League. Uh, Mac, uh, we were talking about the potential of Nylander overpricing himself. And if, in fact, that the Leafs had, would have to move him, would you see a scenario where a Pacioretty, a Wheeler, Yamamoto would come in and, and fill in some secondary scoring? Well, you know, I mean, look. Uh, you know, somebody said to me the other day, I mean, one of the biggest things, good things that happened to Carolina was, you know, Pacioretty couldn't play, you know, and oh. a great thing that happened to Vegas. He can score, Mac. Play. He can score when I he's healthy. He Nick, 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 you haven't been a fan of Pacioretty for 10 years. <laughs> Listen, you're a fan of you, know, you know when I wasn't a fan? Today? I'll tell you, I'll tell you when I wasn't a fan, when they tried to, Convince me out of Montreal that he's a captain and a leader. That's what I didn't agree with. 
you're bailing out a little on this one. But you no, know, I'm not. I'm not. Man. He's a goal it's scorer. Mac. It's my last show. I don't want to get fired. I don't want to get fired. I'm letting you off the hook on this one. No, no. <laughs> he can score, Mac. The man can score. Secondary guy. He's a secondary guy now. That's what you're saying. That's what I'm saying. He can score. Yeah. 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 I, I don't see it. I don't see it as a as a as a bad thing. And they're gonna, what what a, we know, what about what about Tyler Bertuzzi? Yeah. Is that going to cost you get, five and a half? A, I don't know, but why wouldn't you try to get a real player? Gonna <laughs> help you maybe have a chance to win the cup. That's what I'm saying. I, I, I think you know. I think if I'm Brad Tree Levine, I'm trying to look at that type of situation There's, versus looking at a Pacioretty. You, you're, you're, you're giving up maybe 15 goals. They're not going to score 40 like Willie, but can they get you 25? Probably, and then it maybe gives you a chance to get a defenseman too that you need if you're going to bingo have any chance of any success in the playoffs. How do and, you prioritize their I mean, what they need here, Doug? Like they they, they they didn't score enough last year. Score enough, but they still don't have. Look, okay, I, I'm watching the playoffs, guys. I watch Edmonton and Vegas series. It's one of the few series I watch pretty close. Vegas, and I said this to Nick the other day, Vegas don't win that series if it's not for Petroangelo. Petroangelo was yeah. the difference maker in that series, plus the goaltender versus Skinner. That was the two the two things that happened in that class. Petroangelo took charge of the series physically. Sending was a disaster in Edmonton, and the kid in Vegas played well. So I'm looking at Toronto. I'm thinking they haven't got the big horse still in the back end, and they haven't got goaltending. Who's going to play? What are they doing in goal? So they've got to make some big, tough decisions so they can fill critical holes. That's all. Well, and I guess a lot of these decisions, it comes down to how much money they're going to give William Nylander and Austin Matthews on their next deals. Where? How do you think those are going to shake out? Oh, I mean, look, it, it, he's it, what's he want? Fourteen and a half million, fifteen million. Uh, I mean, that's frightening to do that, and for a guy that hasn't hardly won a playoff series, one one playoff series in his career, he's been a great player. But oh man, that that's a tough one to swallow. And the same with Willie Nylander. They're both very good players, but they're both going to be overpaid. And if they're both overpaid, and Tavares is overpaid, how do you build a team? Simple as that. The, the sense up until this point for, for Brad Tree Living, um, according to our um, barometer of Leaf Nation, Sammy McKee, is uh, just they're, they're running it back, Mac. Uh, David Kampf. Um, does Brad need to shake it up? Well, you know, he's got to shake it up. When you come in, you can't just do the same old, same old. But maybe... Maybe we're going to see, you know, some other teams weaken. Maybe Tampa Bay won't be as good. Now they're blaming. I see Al Murray's being blamed. God, he won them two cups and he gets fired. Like, what the hell is going on in Tampa Bay? But anyway, uh, you know what? I, I think it's the same old, same old. and you, it, It's the same old thing. Can't buy out guys and admit to your mistakes and, you know, try to fix it that way. What, what can you do? What options can you do? That's the that's the scary part. But I'd be trying to change it up 100%. Brad has got to try to change it up because this team is not built for the playoffs. 
and the and they don't have good enough goaltending, and their blue line's not good enough. And we've said it for two or three years. Kyle Dubas didn't do it, didn't fix it. He tried a few times, but it didn't work. And now Brad's going to be in the same boat if they don't make some big, tough decisions. And we've talked for four years that the guy to trade is probably will probably the easiest guy. Yet this kid played really well this year. He played really well this year, boys. But he. You're not trading Mariner. You're not trading Matthews. So what choice do you have? So there are some interesting other things happening around the league, and I'd love to get your opinion on what Chicago's done in signing Corey Perry to a one-year $4 million deal. Same with Nick Felino. Okay, hold on for a second. Hold on before you answer that. Did you see Kyle <laughs> Davidson get interviewed in Nashville with, by a reporter who had no idea who he was? Did you see that? That reporter could have been me because I wouldn't know who Kyle Davis is. <laughs> okay, was. fair enough. But could you just imagine uh, Newport <laughs> Newport agents who represent both Corey Perry and Nick Foligno watching that video with Kyle Davidson with his hat turned around looking like he just came from a frat party. That That's the moment when Newport looks at Corey Perry and says, I know oh, where you're going. I, I, I'm getting, I'm, I'm getting you four million dollars, buddy. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And 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 then, uh, I, I and I love the fact they're bringing in veteran leadership and Spolino and Perry. I mean, but what about John Tavares and Patrick Kane? Do they just? I mean, I just shake my head when I see T- them. Taves, Jonathan Taves, yeah. Jonathan Taves, Jonathan Taves, and Patrick Kane. I'm thinking, what is going on here? But anyway, I, I, I just like Nick. I love Nick Foligno. I really love Nick Foligno, but he has a hard time playing now. I'm sorry, he does. He had a hard time playing in Toronto. He was a little better. He had a little bit of a rebound this year, but he has a hard time playing. And Corey's Corey, but four million dollars. Like isn't Corey Perry a one million dollar player? Was that the idea? It's like you're one million to the floor. Player. Well, for me, it's just like if you come play for a team that's obviously bad, we'll pay you to be on the bad team and help Connor Bedard along. Then we'll retain fifty percent, trade you the deadline to a winner. And uh, who's picking him up at two million dollars? Well, on this salary cap era, that's tough. It's true. That's true. They may have priced themselves well, I, I out guess, of even retention trades. I, I guess. Yes, I, I would have tried to maybe give them each two million and maybe try to bring in a real player. You know, somebody that might be available, that's a real player that might be able to help you for a number of years. Those days have gone, though, I guess, you know. I'm Look, guys, I I tell the story all the time. I had to buy out Andrew Castles at $950,000, okay? Spread it over two years. And my owner snapped. (laughs) Could not figure out what I was doing buying out a player. And he, all he screamed at me was, I'm paying a guy for nothing. I'm paying Andrew Castles 450000 a year for two years to sit out. You made a huge mistake. And I'm looking at the $8 millions and the $10 millions, and I'm thinking, oh, my God, poor Mr. McConnell. If he was alive today, oh, he's scary. Anyway. Um, usually tomorrow, UFA, before we let you go, uh, fairly active. Uh, is this one going to feel much differently tomorrow? Yeah, I think it's I think it's going to feel different. It, it all you know you see the Duchesnes and the Wheelers and these guys all of a sudden floating out there. I I think it's different. I, I the money is 
All I ever, all the, the only conversation we ever have about hockey today is a salary cap. Yep. And I'm so sick of talking about it. I'm so sick of who has cap space. All of a sudden, Barry Trotz is a genius because he's got $14.2 million in cap space. And yet they're paying, they're going to have how many millions? They got tourists on dead money. They got uh, Johansson on dead money. Now they got Duchesne on dead money. It, like, it's mind-boggling to me. And that's all we ever talk about. And this is Batman's new NHL. Cap talk. Period. That's all we talk about. The genius capologists who have got every team in trouble. Good job, boys. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Future Penguins GM Brandon Pridham would be hurt by all this. So you didn't drive it into the ditch there. You just kind of just... Listen, you went right over the cliff. Into the other lane for a head-on collision. I had a I had a grade eight I had a grade eight kid come into Columbus and sit with me one day on student day and ask me if I needed math to do my job as president GM, and I said, "Yeah, you really need math. You have to. I have to be able to add, subtract, multiply, and divide, and percent. And anything more than that, I take it down the hallway to my chief financial officer and I let him deal with it." <laughs> Today. Today, you know, you need math, but you got to take it to the capologist's office. Yeah, great. <laughs> I, anyway. hey, I would have loved to seen you president of a team today with a capologist. Oh, I, no, I'm too old for that. I'm too crusty and old for that. But you know what? I'm going to. I'm going. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm going to leave this show, and I'm going to the fireworks uh, just uh, three miles down the beach here to Borden PEI. And watch the fireworks. And I, but okay. first, before I do that, I'm going to the Lone Oak Tavern, and I'm going to have a few beer to celebrate all these great capologists in our game and Gary Bettman's cap. I love it. Uh, be careful. There's always a, a viral uh, video, Sammy, of uh, a family uh, <laughs> with uh, fireworks. You see that? Oh my god! Oh my gosh! And then it goes into a car, and <laughs> it's uh, just a. I'll disaster. text it. I'll text it to Doug after. So, the point of it: be careful, so Mac. So I'm fired. I'm fired. Today's my last day, right? Uh, no, we, we're um, we're giving you some time off. Yeah, you can enjoy your summer, Doug. Well, we'll see you at training yeah. camp. Okay, because because I did a podcast yesterday. By the way, guys with podcasts, stop phoning me, okay? They drive me crazy all of a sudden because I'm free. They all want me on their podcast. <laughs> but listen, the guy asked me yesterday what I was getting paid to do the Born and Kiprio show, oh, and I you, said, you, you know what? Yeah, I heard they're doing I, that. I'm like a, I'm like a, I'm like a, a star. I, I I don't divulge my salaries because I'm too embarrassed to say what they pay. <laughs> We're glad. We're glad. Pay you in kindness. Put, put that on the list of the things that Thanks you should be embarrassed guys. about. <laughs> and listen, happy Canada Day! And look, thank, uh, thanks a lot for having me on this year. It's meant a lot to me. Yes, I think it's helped my career. It's helped my career, and I really, really appreciate it. Okay, one more. Um, I'll, I'll let you plug your book then off of that. Oh boy! Oh yeah, the draft day, which I guess Indigo has picked as the most exciting new book coming out this year. So uh, really, I guess uh, no one else is putting out books. It's a slow year. Slow year. All Draft right. day with Doug McLean and Scott Morrison. Looking anyway, forward to it, pal. Hey, thanks for all. I heard, all, way, uh, I heard uh, but one thing. Yeah. Thing, Scott Morrison. I heard somebody say, "What did he do with the book?" And he said he took Doug McLean's words and put them in English. That's what Scott, <laughs> Scott phrased it. How he helped me. Awesome. Great work, Scott. <laughs>
Great work. Okay, thanks. Uh, thanks all season long, man. On a serious note, yeah, I appreciate uh, it, we've Matt. had a lot of fun with you, and I know everybody uh, who either downloaded or watched you on uh, YouTube appreciate the efforts. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Love it. Love the show, and get me on. All right. In all seriousness, Doug McLean. Thanks, partner. Take care, man. All right. That's awesome that uh, we went a whole season with him and um, didn't have to fire him. I know. That's really, I mean, a successful season. And maybe saved his best hit for last. Crapping all over the cap. What a guy. <laughs> cap sucks. Great point. You know, we're talking about okay. way too much. We're not talking no, about know, who needs what like, or the defense. Toronto, or... The, Toronto Maple Leafs, the Toronto Maple Leafs who pay for the whole league, Everybody, they bring in billions of dollars every year. It's Kip like season tickets could cover yeah. a new player. They're like, oh, you got to sign under. You can't spend over eighty million bucks because yeah. of the stupid Coyotes. It's like maybe they didn't. There wasn't there a bank that paid the Leafs one billion dollars to have their naming rights on the rink. Maybe We're, they should be able to spend more than eighty million dollars on their damn team. We are we are closing in on twenty year anniversary. Of the salary cap. No, we're not. Don't say that. Is it not? That, that makes, sounds that right. I mean, feel... early, early 2000s. Okay. Yeah. Fans still don't understand it, but the education probably in the last three or four years to understand Forced why education. good players are leaving their team, they're starting to understand it. And it's bad. And I am telling you, uh, as a player that lived through fighting to stay away from it. Yeah. I went through a, a strike and a lockout yeah. to stay away from it. Probably cost because you a lot of money it, the education was this is poison to the players. Yeah. And it's bad for the fans. Yeah. Because you will be forced to lose good players because of it and the middle will get squeezed. So Always your stars will be looked after. And we're seeing that as they separate themselves, 10, 11, 14 million, now 15 million AAV, uh, to, to, to Luke Shen, who, who came in making minimum at 750. How about how many years now, Kip, have we seen the Stanley Cup is won, and before a guy has gotten sober, Riley Smith gets traded? And, you know, the Stanley Cup has been won, and before Yanni Gord can put a shirt back on, he's somewhere else. And Coleman and Gaudreau. And, and those are favorite players of people. They're, they're the heart and soul guys who help you through. And they don't understand. Fans don't understand why. Well, we yeah, just we won. We want this guy. He's a huge part of what we just did. And we, we don't won. Want him. And I've invested yeah, in, in following him. I've invested in his jersey. Yeah. I invested in his fan club. I follow him. Why are you getting rid of him? And now people are really starting to understand that it's... It's it's not a favorable system to fans. Yeah. Can I tell you who Nashville has on their roster for next year after buying out or getting rid of two of their two stars? This is their forward group. Sissons, Trennan, Tomasino, Parsonen, Novak, McCarron, Sherwood, Smith. Yeah. yeah. Is there who they have on their team next Just year? Just one other thing, too, which kind of bothers we, me. Is we got go. Yeah, okay. one more before we okay. go to break is that somehow the, the, the Players Association and, and Gary never got together to find a way to just – open keep up the cap moving just, just keep it moving well that was the just thing with walsh coming moving. in wasn't it that there was going to be some negotiation just open it up give it some breathing room here we got a million but... guys come on oh, no i just needed more than that and the, the, half of david camp the, the projections too are very healthy for for the cap to go up significantly it just won't happen in the next but right, couple why of years they even that out over two years then why couldn't they have negotiated that 
I don't understand. I don't understand it either. All right, right, now let's go to break. Um, We're back after the break. If you get a chance, uh, give us a rating and review. We'd love to hear from you. This is our end of the season uh, episode on YouTube. We're going to be back Monday and Tuesday to wrap up the weekend as well. So we're not completely disappearing on you. Um, But any chance we get any feedback from you, we'd love to hear it. And maybe a thumbs up too. Real Kipper and Bourne after the break. Breaking down the biggest stories in Toronto sports. The Fan Morning Show with Ailish Horfar and Justin Cuthbert. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Real Kipper and Bourne on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. All right, slowly closing in on our studio show for the season. Uh, just on a on a side note here, also during our last segment, Bob McCowan, of course, uh, one of the legends here at uh, Sportsnet 5, 590, the fan, yeah. uh, sent out uh, a text letting everyone know that he has had uh, a second stroke over the last couple of weeks, uh, and he's been in hospital ever since. He does not. He doesn't have the ability to walk or talk, but he is getting better slowly, and he hopes to get home soon and back on the podcast as quickly as possible. So, Bob, just from everyone here at Real yeah. Kipper and Born, and uh, he's one of the main reasons I do this. Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, he's so, an absolute legend. You know, yeah. we wish you the best, speedy recovery. Our heart, our thoughts and prayers are with you. Yeah, absolutely. Yep, sentiment shared by all of yeah. us. And. I mean, I say, yeah, my, my wife um, does that for a living. She helps people who've been through that get better, get back to better. And, um, you know, there is a road to it. People do improve. And, and she's seen amazing results, absolutely. right? Absolutely. So, you know, take some work, but stick with it, pal. Great. Great. Um, outside of that, uh, you know, Derek Brandeo, hell of a year, man. I mean, I, I don't know what your contract situation is or if you're going to move up, if we can afford you. <laughs> Uh, get you under our cap. <laughs> but, Buy him uh, out. <laughs> Buy him out. He's the Duchesne of radio shows. There, there, were, there were times when... Uh, uh, sorry, I make uh, David Kampf money. <laughs> <laughs> you, there are some times you, you push the right buttons and uh, probably more than you didn't push the right buttons. That's a successful year. It's a good really batting average this year. year. Yeah. yeah. No, um, it, we are appreciative to everyone who helped put the show on this year. Um, you know, General Olnick's not here today. Frank the Tank, David Sis. Well, we don't want to. We don't want to say all our goodbyes. Just YouTube. We have no, two more just shows. Just YouTube. We do. Yes. A uh, couple of shoutouts from YouTube. Uh, Jeremiah Maxwell, of course, the sports beard, always contributing on Twitter and on YouTube. And he said, uh, "Kip, Jason, Bourne, and Sammy, ah. everyone there, we love you guys. Have an amazing summer." Darren McNeil said Sam is the best, so he gets a shout-out. <laughs> Ken S. says he watches and listens daily from San Diego. I won't tell Kipper what he uh, what that translates to. Uh, Donnie Does Dishes, a regular contributor, says Sammy gets some of the best guests in hockey, gets a shout-out. Cheddar Bob says we love Sammy. <laughs> What's and, going on? What's in this read bag now? Uh, Joe McGee said Colby Barlow will be a great player in the NHL. And Colby Barlow, of course, drafted in the first round by the Winnipeg Jets for my beloved own son attack. You also get a shout-out. So there you go. All right. Um, Not that we have to apologize to people because I went through it with Hockey Central at noon yeah. that, you know, you get accused of being so pro-Toronto. And, you know, two years ago, it was a Toronto Maple Leaf show. And last yeah. time I checked, it's still a Toronto Maple Leaf show. Yeah. Uh, but the response of some of the rating and reviews uh, over the last little while has been, to your point, that there are people all over the world that, that yeah. follow us now. And 
yes, we do talk about Toronto, and a lot of them aren't Toronto fans, but they're still tuning in, which to me I remember says, Steve Valakat being like, I never miss a show. He's on the Rangers MSG broadcast. Yeah. I was like, why? So, <laughs> I, think, I think that's a, a small hint that we might be doing something Right? Uh, well, or entertaining. You, you can't talk about the Leafs though, talking about everything around it. Uh, so I think we get to the NHL as so, best we can. Uh, Rick Latour says, buy out Sammy ever since he said Point was faking it. <laughs> 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 what would that buyout look like on, on Roger's salary cap? Way for the next- <laughs> less than you think, guys. <laughs> uh, all right. Any last thoughts on uh, free agency tomorrow? It all kicks in. Any, what do the Leafs need? Oh, Any surprises? Hey, oh. Housekeeping. Yeah. Me and J.D. Bunkus are on standby for a uh, emergency Leafs talk if there's any news at all. So Will we're going to be doing something. Will you do a something. pod if Matthews doesn't sign? No. Will no. you do a pod if they sign Orlov? Yes. What about Bertuzzi? That's a big one. <laughs> Bertuzzi, yes. What I, about Scott Mayfield? No. <laughs> He's staying I think, in the island. I think the beers will still be cold if that's what happens. Yeah. But the Leafs uh, need help. On their blue line. They do. Yes. I expect that okay. to, to be addressed tomorrow. And I do have a funny feeling that uh, Calgary and Toronto will get together for something. I want Zadorov here in Toronto. Six foot oh, six. I would he's about, gotten better. How about he would, he's a player now. Tana. Everyone Tana would be great. Can he stay healthy? Zadorov would be immediate fan favorite in yeah. Toronto. Just burying everybody. And he's sassy too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thanks, YouTube. Love you guys. Yep. Our thanks to all of your loyal followers on, on YouTube. And we hope to be back next year with you. Yeah, we'll see. (laughs) We'll see how things progress. Uh, For Justin Bourne, Sammy McKee, Eric Brandale, Frank the Tank, I'm Nick Kiprios. Stay safe, everybody.